If you ever want to email me for a topic that you would like me to talk about, you can email me at talaibra8888 at gmail.com and I will be able to respond as soon as I can. Uh, I really don't mind any source of inspiration, so please send them my way. I would be very grateful for that. I want to be able to... Um, kind of reach out and talk about things that you guys want to know more about. But based on the amount of support that the different episodes have been getting, I think the highest episode that I have that has the most views would be my Unbreak My Heart Part 1. And if you guys don't know about this, but there's a Part 2 to it. So scroll down there somewhere and find it because there's a Part 2. So today is going to be about releasing the X. Because I think more people want to be conditioned a little bit more in that area. So meaning we want to train our brain. We want to be exposed to different information in that area. And that's what we do. As a matter of fact, most of the episodes are for the purpose of mental conditioning. When you listen to them over and over again, they actually do help you with implanting (laughs) whatever you want to learn that's new. For example, there's one on quieting the brain. If you listen to that one over and over again, your brain... uh, begins to subconsciously carry on the messages. You can do that with any of your favorite content. If it sounds like it's flowing, go ahead and and listen to it over and over again for you until your brain kind of starts rehearsing it on its own. We do that with a lot of things that we want to learn. Our brain likes to learn it by repetition, quite a bit of repetition. So keep doing it. Go back and check out the old episodes. If you liked the episodes, just go ahead and listen to it a few more times. See if you like it. It's the best to listen to anything that you would like to kind of implant in your brain. Would <laughs> be Probably before you fall asleep. And you can fall asleep to it, really. You can fall asleep to anything that has good messages, you know, affirmations, things like that. And you can find a ton of those on YouTube if you ever feel like you need to work in that area. Uh, especially affirmations on self-esteem on self-trust, on self-love, on happiness, all those, inner peace, tons of affirmations all over YouTube. Listen to them, find the ones that really fit what you want and or the messages that you want to kind of implant in your mind and go ahead and listen to them before you fall asleep and fall asleep to them. So this way you can, uh, your subconscious can actually hear the information without it discriminating because when we're awake, we discriminate, we're able to consciously discriminate with information that we will invite into our brain or not invite into our brain. But when we are asleep or when we are engaging the subconscious more so than the conscious, more times than not, you will, it will listen to whatever it is that you're given it to listen to and will hold on to that information. You may not remember it, but you will hold on to that information and it will pop out somehow. All right, I hope that makes sense to anybody. But going back to releasing the X, which is really a theme that I'm constantly exposed to in therapy. And it's an ongoing process. It's an ongoing process. When we want to talk about releasing the X here specifically, 
I'm, I'm really gonna recommend that we focus on how we heal and how we sometimes do not allow ourselves to heal or the things that we do that really don't allow the healing process to kind of continue. Because sometimes we'll be feeling good on some days and if you notice some days you'll just start thinking about this person, you'll get lonely and you'll retrieve memories of that person out of loneliness really and you will think that you miss them or that you need them in your life when we've already released them. But because we do have memories with them, it's likely that I will, my brain will just use them to fill in that space of loneliness. But when I know that consciously, that my brain is trying to do that, I can interrupt it and I can start doing something different with my mental routine, with my thought process. So this way I'm not engaging in this retrieval of memory and going to the effortless place of pulling out my ex and remembering mem- you know moments that were happy and but that's not why I left this ex that's not why the ex was released it, they were released because it was not happy but our brain will sometimes muck with us and we gotta consciously be aware of it and realign it realign it get it back to safety get it back to healing so the first thing I'm going to recommend is in releasing the ex in healing from them is accepting my part in this relationship. A lot of the times we don't do that. A lot of the times we actually want to blame. We want to tell our story in a way where we are the victim of that story. This person cheated on us. This person was texting 5 million women and I was, or 5 million men, I don't know. And they broke my heart. And that's the story we keep repeating over and over again. But accepting that I actually invited this person into my life and I took that risk when I had a relationship with him is going to help me quite a bit. Quite a bit. I don't want to sit in denial. Anytime we sit in denial, we're going to mess with our brain. We're going to regress. We want to make sure that we are, even if it's painful, we are actually keeping our mind here in the present. And when it does go to the past, it's an acceptance of the part I took in this relationship. I don't want my brain to go to why this person cheated on me, why this person was uh, distant, why this person decided to do it at this time, uh, what I didn't do enough of, and this is why they're going out with the, with these people instead. I wasn't good enough, and my brain will go take me to those places. Again, it's not an acceptance. At this point, you're trying to blame yourself, which is very interesting. You're trying to blame yourself for this person's actions. You're trying to figure out what you didn't do enough of and explain why this person cheated. This is the thing they cheated. This has nothing really to do with you. Really, they they made the decision to cheat. They made the decision to break the trust of that relationship that you guys have. And they take the responsibility and they should do so in your mind in your mind. Okay. So number one, accept my part, accept it. It's okay. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt, but it's about growth. Number two, appreciating the good time. When I do think about this person, it's good to appreciate the good time with a sense of nurture for ourselves and a sense of appreciation without the shaming. We start in this negative, self-defeating, self-punishing, self-talk. 
uh, that causes us to shame ourselves when we are remembering this person and remembering the good times. But my brain is doing exactly what it does when it's seeking to fill in that loneliness. It will retrieve this, these memories. And I got to be patient and tolerant with myself. I got to be extra nurturing in this time of healing. It's wonderful to remember those moments. It's wonderful to remember those moments and to remember them appropriately with nurture and with self-compassion. Really, really important, you guys. A lot of people will get really angry with themselves because they remember the person and they miss them and this will cause the desire to get a little bit escalated. But all is just a way to say that, hey, you just need more nurturing within you. You just need to kind of fill in those gaps emotionally for yourself. So this way you're not trying to fill it in with the memory of your ex. It's the best way to describe that. So say an appreciation of the good time and do it with nurture and without the self-shaming. Number three, in releasing the ex, to explain this, I got to kind of explain it by whenever, however this relationship ended, whether I left this person or they left me, we need to understand that that is the history of the relationship itself. That is something that had to happen, meaning that, that, the, that the energy that we both were having, something had to stop. Something naturally from what was occurring in this relationship had to separate. So we need to understand and not resist, not resist the separation because there's a lot of things that happen in separation. It is an important time for relationships because it allows them to put things in perspective without the pressure without the the current rules that are governing that relationship that obviously may not be working out at the time, which is why the separation occurred. So accepting that the separation is there and not resisting it will help you in the healing. I never really know if separation by two people will result in the long term. As a matter of fact, most of the time it does not. So it's important to use that time. And as a therapist and hell as a, as a human being, I know that any separation in the relationship is part of its history and it needs to be noted and it needs to be respected. It is a time to reflect. It's a time to assess what isn't working in that relationship, what didn't work and what needs to be adjusted for the next relationship or the next phase or chapter of the current relationship that you just left really important. This is the time where we get to learn our lessons. It is the feeling of loss sometimes between the partners that acts as a catalyst for change. So we need this separation. I need you to be compassionate to this idea and not resist it. I hope that makes sense. That's number three for us to help us in releasing the X. And when we do it compassionately, it's just less resistance. It's beautiful. It flows better. I can live every day without having these continuous thoughts of what happened, what blah, 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 just reviewing things that I cannot possibly know in my own human head. I just can't know how, why these things happened, but they had to happen. Obviously they had to happen. All right. Number four in releasing my ex. And this goes actually with number three. Uh, I wrote it down and I don't know what I was going to say with this, but I'm just going to say it anyways. If it's meant to be, it will come back. That's also has a lot to do with this idea of separating without resistance. 
If it's meant to be, I promise you, let no man put us under. It will come back. It will come back. But my friends, I know that if two people are not meant to be together, there is no, <laughs> no human on earth that can make it happen. Okay? No human on earth that can make it happen. So we have to trust the universe, the divine, all that good stuff, all that that is bigger and better than me, whether you believe in it or you believe in a higher self, whatever you believe in. I need you to put your trust in that, in understanding that two people, if they energetically have to separate, then this is something that is beyond you. This is within the control of things that were outside of us. Because I could not control the other person's response in this relationship. I can only control mine. And even if I wanted this person to stay and they left, again, I can't control this. This I have to be very understanding in this idea and say, if it's meant to be, it will come back. But if it's not meant to be, I need to also understand that it will be removed from my world. Good thing. I mentioned that before in the heartbreak. But again, since I already told you that conditioning the brain is about repetition, I'm just repeating it in a diff- from a different angle to help you guys out. Okay? So don't think I'm not, I'm not aware of my repetition. I'm so aware of it. <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's better for your brain. It's gonna like to understand it in different ways just depending on who you are. All right. So if it's meant to be, it will come back. I promise you that. Number five, being understanding of your missing them is really important. Being understanding and compassionate to yourself as you are missing them is important. I don't need you to go into the neighborhood of self-pity. I need you to come back and hang out in the accepting the feeling, kind of accepting it and writing it out and moving it to a safer place. I don't need it to take you down. That is not the purpose of that. I need I need us to understand how to confront emotions like loss without the anger. Emotions like betrayal without the anger. And this is rough. This is a rough ride. This is about maturity here. Because I could com- go angry and really be upset at this person for doing me wrong, but I can't take it back. And I eventually need to accept and see that this person did whatever they did. And I need to be non-resistant to it. I don't need to agree with it. I, all I need to do is just accept that it occurred. And many people will stay in denial. They'll play investigators in order for them to figure out why this person left Da, 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 da. And so although it starts with just a simple thought, you could be sitting down thinking you're over that person and a, and a thought comes up or a post on Facebook or whatever. And next thing you know, you're playing investigator and you're consumed and obsessed with this person again when you've already been on the road to healing. I don't need you to get mad with yourself. I just need you to come back to a place of healing, to a safe place. That's what I need you to do. When you get into this obsessive train of thought and you just can't let it go and you're getting angry and it's just, uh, it's just perpetuating this anger and you're calling up people and you're looking at pictures and you're playing reinvestigator Susie and reinvestigator Bob. We don't need to do any of these things. We don't need to do them. We are on the path to healing friends and by releasing our exes is really by also accepting them, accepting what they have done. We don't need to agree with it. We just need to accept it. 
and be non-resistant to it because it did occur. A lot of people are very resistant to what already happened and what is a fact. Whatever this person did is a fact and they're still resisting it. It's right in front of them and they're still resisting it. Just a while back, I had a patient that literally saw emails and texts of this, of her, uh, husband cheating and she saw them i mean she saw them and they were very graphic and she still was in her mind about whether you know he really did it or not just because he was not caught red-handed i mean I, she I mean she really was justifying it in session and we had to we had to get to acceptance real quick although we did not catch this person red-handed most certainly what facts we did find which were the universe or God's way, or the divine's way of showing us what we needed to see without hurting us. That's the way we saw it. We had to see those texts and the emails. I would rather see those than, you know, see the actual sexual act. Thank you. I don't, I don't really need to see that. Despite what you think, that's going to be trauma. That's more trauma than it is closure, my friends. More trauma than it is closure. We don't need to be angry. And I've said this before. We don't need to be angry to get over a person. We just need to be accepting accepting the situation and acceptance of the situation and what this person did, what I did, my part, and all that good stuff. And this takes me to my final point here. And I see this often. It's usually our insecurity that is doing it, but nonetheless, we need to be aware of it. We need to confront it emotionally when we're doing what I'm about to say we're doing, okay? Which is the comparison game. I find many people attempting to run through this obsessive thinking and they start doing this comparison thing. If my partner cheated on me, I will go on the internet, look up all the women or the men that this person, my partner was talking to, uh, look at pictures, compare myself to other people, even get friends in on this and to show them the pictures of what my partner cheated on me with. And all this is just bad karma. <laughs> If there's such a thing, it's just, it's not good. It's not good because you'll get more pain back. The thing is about releasing someone, it's really releasing them. It's really releasing them. I could have the thought of wanting or the curiosity of wanting to see what this person left me for, what my partner left me for, or what this my partner cheated on me with, but it's best to keep that where it belongs, which is the unknown. I don't need to know it. That's a good thing for me. That's really a good thing for me. It's my insecurity and my fear that wants to go seek who this person is. And subconsciously, I am comparing myself to that person. And I'm trying to give myself points, which is the wrong, wrong way, wrong way. That my partner is the one that was supposed to know that he has me, right? So in no way am I going to blame whoever he cheated on me with like it's not it doesn't make sense to me even if this person knew that let's say if my partner had a relationship with me even if they knew my partner is in the relationship with me he's the one responsible for telling this person no i'm in a relationship already or going through with whatever he went through with you know or whatever she went through with whatever applies here I hope that makes sense. So stop with the comparison game. I know you want to go do it. I know you want to look up people. I know you want to look up phone numbers and call them up and dial them up and see what you did not have and that they did have. But it's all wrong. It's all wrong. It's going to take you to a filthy, dark place and it's hard to get out of there. It's hard to release your ex with this obsessive type of thinking. And this will consume you for a while because we can look up 
exes who live in Texas for a while, right? So I need you to back up. I need you to find footing on reality ground. Be patient, be kind, be nurturing to your healing. In no way do I think you pulling up pictures, even if it's available, even if it's accessible, pulling up pictures and names and phone numbers of people that I don't think you need to go and compare yourself with. I just need you to leave good enough alone. You were not supposed to know. And what you did know was just shown to you, revealed to you to show you what you need to do next. The people that are involved are almost irrelevant. We just have to learn the lessons we learn in the relationship we have to learn, I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah, we have lessons we got to learn and there's no way to go about it except this way. <laughs> we have to learn it and sometimes it is painful. But I promise you this, when you learn whatever relationship lesson you learn this time, whether it's making better boundaries, watching for the red flags, working on your self-esteem, working on your self-trust and self-love, if it's doing all those things, if that's what we need to learn, I promise it will help you in your selection of your next partner. You'll be much wiser and you will ask for a lot more than you did with what you had before. So it works out. I promise it works out. Just be patient with yourself in this process and be healing. When we release our ex, that's what it's about, friends. We release them. We release them with love. We release them with non-resistance, with acceptance. I challenge you to do it this way. And we want to spiritually upgrade. And how we do that is by learning the lessons that we need to learn. All right. Thank you so much, you guys, for stopping by. I really appreciate you. And uh, there's not enough words to say how much this is. this means to me, this podcast and the work that I do here. I'm glad that somebody out there is listening. I really am. Please feel free to share to anybody that might know it and might get some healing from it. I'm sending you love and light. This has been an episode of Drive Through.